Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 243 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. Okay. <laughs> and this episode <laughs> is sponsored by A... Megan Malloy, because it's a- <laughs> <laughs> why is that? I there? don't know why it says that, but hello and thank you, Megan. Other Megan, <laughs> thank you. And I thank believe you, other Megan. Our Megan would be like, you spell your name right. You do spell your name right. I remember you saying that before. I don't know what episode it was, but we were all like, okay. I just appreciate, you know, like straightforward spellings of names, no extra letters, none of that crazy business, you know? I'm going to change my F's and my names to PH's. Okay. No, it should just be one F. No. Yeah, why? You have an extra letter. Why do you need two? There's no reason. Mm. That's family. (laughs) Anyway. It should just be TFNY. TFNY. (laughs) Tiffany. Tiffany. (laughs) Tiffany. (laughs) Whatever. We'll change it. It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So today we will be discussing part three of chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, A Very Frosty Christmas. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to slay your way through the details. Yeah. Works on so many levels. <laughs> uh, before we begin, do we have Weekly Profit News? Um, so I figured that we could give like a spoiler free review of Secrets of Dumbledore mm-hmm. to people who maybe haven't listened to our bonus episode, but still want to know our thoughts okay. because maybe they haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, who's first? Uh, I guess I'll go first since usually I do the weekly profit. Okay. So personally for me, I felt like they really did a fantastic job of answering a lot of questions Um, I liked the focus on Dumbledore. I thought that they did an awesome job with including Fantastic Beasts. Mm. I loved all the beasts that we met. Newt and Teddy the Niffler and Pickett all brought what they usually bring to the movies with some humor and just like happiness. Um, it was much darker though would be my only Mm. thing to like warn people. Truly. Um, but overall, like if we're ranking it, like r- giving it a rating out of 10, I want to say that on the episode, I gave it a nine out of 10. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. I definitely mm-hmm. want to go see it again. Kate, we did the same. We gave it eight, right? Yeah. I mean, you gave it an eight. Yeah. Okay. Katie, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? I'll go next. Okay. Um, it took me. So we saw it twice. We saw it at night and then the next morning. And it took me two times to, like, fully grasp everything. There's just um, a lot. Yeah. Yes. But I ended up really enjoying it between the two showings. Um, I walked away, like, loving Dumbledore in a way that I hadn't before. And also... Same. Um, yeah. Just, like, feeling differently about him. I won't say why or how or whatever. In a good way, but... Um, and I thought Jacob was, like, extra funny. Mm-hmm. He was extra funny in this one. He's very good. But yeah. In the role of Jacob. Mm-hmm. Although, and I agree with everything that Mike said. I don't think I've seen him in anything else. He's great in The Walking Dead. Oh, Dan you know what? But is he? A, he's later seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, 
I stopped after like three. Yeah, you would not have met him. It was too many, <laughs> too much gross. I don't like it. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, okay, so mine, so obviously this is my pepper and opinion on this movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. Darker for sure. Agree with you, May. Even the beginning with the WB symbol was ominous it gave me reminiscent vibes of Seven. like the the build-up of the harry potter films with wb logo yeah, you know same. just like gradually changing to like fit the theming of the film because i didn't even same. know to be fair i didn't even know it was like starting because it was so dark and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden like the wb symbol was there and i was like uh, i know and then it was That's like I felt. and then it was like wizarding world logo and i was like oh oh my god oh it's started. <laughs> oh we're here <laughs> we've arrived right now um i gave it an eight i enjoyed it uh personally for me it was definite mid-series movie feel um meaning that you have a lot of information thrown at you um there are exciting scenes where things do happen you do have questions answered secrets are revealed like but, they said. But it's got, <laughs> for me, it's had that mid-movie feel where you know that there's more. Um, So I would say that I was a little bit slightly underwhelmed. But that's because I wasn't, like, I was going in so hyped up for that mo- for the movie. I forgot that I'm mid-series, which is how yeah. those movies tend to be. But looking back on it, I really shouldn't have been underwhelmed. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get okay. that. All right. Um, but yeah, because my friend Carrie was like, she's like, what do you think? And I'm like, I, I could not. <laughs> I, I couldn't form a sentence about how I thought I felt. So, yeah, you know, but need to process. I, I truly and I need to see it again. And I don't see myself. Ooh, hello, child. I don't see myself um, going to a theater again right now. So uh, I'll be waiting for HBO Max, which is what day? Did they put a date? I thought it was I the end so. of May. I also I need, it was May I also need well. uh, the new Jurassic World to be released on something so I can watch it because I ain't making it. I'm to sure it will that be. Guy. That looks. Yeah, May 30th. Amazing. Yeah, but they're going to wow. break your heart, Katie. I already know it. Yeah, they're just gonna right. freaking break it. Yeah, it right. comes to HBO Max on May thirtieth. There we go. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's really soon. Super soon. That's awesome. I'm gonna watch the heck out of it when Same. it drops on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. We gotta get that uh that dance down. I also um I also want to say that there's been a lot of articles coming out about like how quote unquote bad this movie has done at the box office. It has not. <laughs> But I want Mm -hmm. to explain that, like, overall, as a society, we have changed how we watch movies since the other two movies came out. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're purposefully leaving that speckle of information out of those articles to make it sound worse than it is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are waiting to stream it because that's just what people are comfortable with. Um, So I think that we just need to remember that like overall film, like going to the movies has changed since the pandemic. Yes. Like it just has. Yes. Um, 
So it truly hasn't done that much worse. It's n- it is the least in the box office out of the three. But again, like I said, like I think that the way that we do movies has just changed, and that is partially uh, one of the reasons why. Absolutely, it has. And uh, I don't know if this is news to anyone. We're still the pandemic isn't over. Nope. So. Yeah. There's that. Uh okay. Keep going, my friend. It's all green. All right. Make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us, then maybe they will too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to the Felix Files episodes, which are bonus episodes every month, Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish Swag Boxes, and more. If you would like to send us your Potter story or any fun things, questions, or concerns, you can do so to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Speaking of Swish Swag Boxes, we have a little bit of a spoiler on our Instagram. If you want to go check that out, you're going to have to swipe because we did release the theme of our upcoming July box, July um, 2022. So if you want to see it, you got to go there with a purpose. You got to swipe, 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 and then you can check it out. It's plenty yeah, of warnings. And, mm-hmm. and also you have until April 30th, which actually I'm not positive that this episode is going to come out in time to know that but we'll be posting about but it we will be over, posting so. yeah on socials so but just in case it this does come out early enough <laughs> that's when you have until yeah <laughs> i'm really bad with dates i don't know when this comes out <laughs> i don't I know I, that's a sasa thing sasa we need, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> we need sauce. oh my gosh <sighs> by the way sauce is thriving she's doing great so y'all know okay oh, sarah it was your birthday it was <laughs> it also was your birthday i know since we've yes. last recorded oh uh, 34 and thriving just <laughs> 34 and thriving and also um very pregnant so <laughs> how's that going for me all right katie i didn't forget this word I thought you were gonna. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm waiting for it as much as they are. I don't really have an idea <laughs> in my head. Classic. It's time for the rap 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 recap. <laughs> that an extra little spin. I to did it. a variation. I liked it. My computer thought it was uh, supposed to go to sleep because I had the camera <laughs> covered for something. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Recap. So Harry finally got to talk to Mr. Weasley about Malfoy and Snape's little secret meeting. Um, Remus eavesdrops on them. And we get the sad tale of how and when he was bitten as a child. We are introduced just through storytelling to good old Fenrir Greyback. He's a swell guy. Um, but enough sad stuff. It's Christmas time at the borough. Woohoo! Yay! Are we ready? No. It's actually in there. 
It is. I did it. I'm I did so it. I'm proud of you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, so Harry's got a maggot in his hair. Ron wants to impress Fleur. Mrs. Weasley's playing matchmaker. Whew. All of this before we get to the bulk of it. Scrimger isn't getting what he wants from Mr. Albus Dumbledore. Huh. So naturally, he comes to pry the answers out of a child. What a man. <laughs> <laughs> he also wants to give the illusion to the Wizarding World that Harry is working for the Ministry, which is a big old L-O-L in all caps. Nah, bro. Sir. Nope. This is a good part of the chapter. Scratch me united. And funnily <laughs> enough, funnily I uh, started re-reading Seven because that's what I do every year. And it's my comfort book. Makes me feel good. I know it's sad. But um, I'm going to go read about how all these people died in a war. It's my (laughs) comfort book. (laughs) They're all, 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 some of them are okay in the end. (laughs) Some of them? I almost said all and I was like, that's not true. Um. But I just got done listening to where Scrudgemere United uh, goes through the will of Dumbledore. And he ah. is. Will and testament of and Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and all I can think of is you're going to die like really soon. But anyways. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> So back to that, back to this book. And so here we are. Ginny cheerfully picks a maggot out of Harry's hair. I don't appreciate the cheerfulness of this, but you know what? Go on, girl. Go ahead. And when she touched him, Harry felt goosebumps erupt on his neck. That had nothing to do with the maggot being in his hair. Ooh. Katie, do you feel like you have one on you? That was a fly flying around for my face. Oh, okay. And gross. Ron. Ron is still being Ron. And he's very eager to help Fleur. And he's so eager that he knocks the gravy boat. And the gravy boat literally goes up into the air. And Bill waves his wand and makes the gravy, not the gravy boat, I'm sorry, the gravy flies up into the air and he makes the gravy go back into the gravy boat. That's cool magic. That's cool magic, but it also, it makes me laugh because I can just imagine like the face that Bill was making like, this kid. (laughs) (laughs) And Fleur notes that Ron is as bad as, as, oh my lord. As Tonks when it comes to being clumsy. And she's saying that like Tonks is always like knocking something over. But she's cut off by Mrs. Weasley. A little bit of cringeworthy moment. Quote, I invited dear Tonks to come along today, said Mrs. Weasley, setting down the carrots with unnecessary force and glaring at Fleur. But she wouldn't come. Have you spoken with her lately, Remus? No, I haven't been in contact with anybody very much, said Lupin. But Tonks has got her own family to go to, hasn't she? Hmm, said Mrs. Weasley. Maybe. I got the impression that she was planning to spend Christmas alone, actually. And then she gives Lupin a very annoyed look, basically saying with her eyes that it was his fault. 
that Fleur was going to be her daughter-in-law instead of Tonks. No. No. <laughs> That's not how any of that works, Molly. I... She has such strong feelings. Such She's super mad that Remus has given the cold shoulder to Tonks. Yeah, but like... Who do you want her to be with? Because you're like mad that Tonks isn't with Bill. And then you're also mad that Tonks isn't with Lupin. So it's like, what do you really want here? I always <laughs> took it as like, that's just how Harry saw it. Because Harry doesn't under, doesn't know anything about like the whole Remus Tonks thing. So I saw that as Harry being like, like, I mean, he's, he's just clueless to it. I guess. I don't know. I mean, he is always pretty clueless. Why are you <laughs> mad at Fleur though? She didn't do anything. <laughs> because she's Fleur. Because she's Fleur. Fleur doesn't have to do Wesley anything. Just doesn't like her. Yeah. Oh, the tangled webs we weave. <laughs> oh. And so, just in this moment, Fleur is feeding Bill some turkey off of her fork. <laughs> and this battle is lost for you, Molly, if that's what you were thinking, according to Harry. I said, go, you two be in love. But also, <laughs> keep your PDA in check because I don't like any kind of PDA. <laughs> except when i'm doing it now i'm just kidding. <laughs> but this conversation reminds harry of a question that he wants to ask in regards to tonks about patronuses so he comes right out with it and he tells lupin that tonks's patronus has changed its form and at least snape said it did anyways so he goes on to say that he didn't know that that could happen and asked why something like that would occur. Because if we remember when Harry got to Hogwarts after Tonks gets him off the train after Malfoy breaks his nose, um, Snape tells her that the new one looks weak. Snape, I roll. sit down. I roll. And Lupin takes his time chewing. And I'm wondering what he's thinking while he's like taking his time thinking before he answers. And... Harry doesn't know whether it's out of politeness that he's finishing, so he's not like got food in his mouth while he's speaking to him, or whether he's struggling with the news, or is it possibly both? And so Lupin says, quote, sometimes dot 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 a great shock dot 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 an emotional upheaval dot 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 is this brand new information for him? That her, no, that her he Patronus knows. changed? He knows about oh. the Patronus? Oh, I thought you were going to say... he. I was going to say he knows that he totally broke her heart. But about her Patronus, I don't know. I'm hoping hmm. that this is brand new because his reaction is great. I agree. I agree. I don't know. I, I, I don't have canon accepted. I don't know why he would know, though. Like, if they're yeah, literally totally. not seeing each other... Um. I don't think he would know. Then there's no reason for him to know. Because I don't feel like she's sending messages to him using it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But do you think that he also could think that it's serious? No. I well, he doesn't so. say what it is. He just, he just, he just, he just, he just describes, describes it. it. Yeah. But I, I guess he probably would know that it was him because he knows what's going on between them. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so Harry describes the new one. He says, quote, it looked big and it had four legs. I mean, that could be anything. Said Harry, struck by <laughs> a sudden a thought 
and lowering his voice. And this is where <sighs> Harry then thinks about Sirius. He says, hey, it couldn't be. But even as he's like thinking of this, that it would be Sirius as animagus form, it was actually Lupin's wolf form. And it was like his Patronus that it changed into. Which I don't know if people know this or they remember. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it before, but mm-hmm. Remus will purposefully cast a corporeal Patronus because he's a, non-corporeal. a non-corporeal Patronus because he hates his Patronus form so much. Mm-hmm. And I put Tonks's. Um, wiki in here and I can't remember okay so it was a jackrabbit and it changed to a wolf Tonks yes jackrabbit's cool though because she loves him and is sad but I think mostly it's because she's in love with him yeah more so than being sad I agree Because that's like, think of like Harry's parents, Patronuses. Like, I wonder what Lily's was before she fell in love with James. If If she had one. She ever had a chance to like cast it. I feel like, is third year, I mean, is that like the regular year for students to be learning about this? Or did that only happen because the Dementors were literally everywhere? That only, I mean... Remus describes it as really advanced magic and like right. warns Harry, like, don't expect to be able well, to do this. It's not in lessons. Yeah. That's just a thing between him yeah. and Remus. You know. So I wonder when like it actually would be in the curriculum. I bet it feels like six or seven. Yeah, I was gonna say. Probably any WT level. Or maybe it's supposed to be in five, and good thing Harry taught the class instead of Umbridge. Fair. Yeah. Because they didn't learn anything that year. Literally nothing. From the teacher. Speaking of, she makes an appearance in this chapter. Ugh. A mention. Mm. Mm. There is, however, an article on wizardingworld.com called Love and Patronuses. How does love impact a Patronus? If you fall in love, does your Patronus change? And is its new form based on the specific person you love? Is it affected if they don't love you back? What about those have you loved and lost? So, it says, As the majority of witches and wizards are unable to produce Patronuses, it's no wonder that they are shrouded in so much mystery. And the effect of love on Patronuses is one of the most intriguing features of all. But as Harry, Ron, and Hermione know so well, if you're going to try and solve a mystery, you're going to need some clues. We just figured out blues clues. <laughs> so let's look at some Patronus case studies. Oh my god, and it says, wait until you finish all the Harry Potter books before you read this article. More spoilers than Lockhart received Valentine's cards. Oh, I don't know god. who wrote this, but I appreciate you. <laughs> well done. <laughs> So they go into, it says case study number one. We were talking about Nymphadora Tonks. And it's Snape that mentions that first change. And um, so it says Tonks' Patronus was a jackrabbit, an animal similar in size to form to Luna Lovegood's silver hair, 
But the Patronus Harry saw um, as they made their way up to Hogwarts was an immense silvery four-legged creature, a wolf, as it turned out, that exactly matched the form of Remus Lupin's Patronus. Samesies. Case study number two. Severus Snape may have been rude to Tonks, but love had a long-lasting and, let's be honest, tear-jerking effect on his own Patronus too. Wasn't until after Snape's death and heartbreaking revelations in the Prince's Tale chapter that Her- of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows that we learnt its shape. It's a doe. That matches doe a deer. Lillers. Case study number three. Lily. Hermione <laughs> Granger. Which do people still think about this? Because I was like looking at this and I'm like, I wonder if people make that connection at all. So Hermione's Patronus is a shining silver otter. And what we know about otters is that they're adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they're so cute. Okay. So a Patronus, according to Professor Catalyst Spangle, the Patronus that is awakened secret self that lies dormant until needed... Was there some other hidden meaning in Hermione's otter Patronus, though? A meaning related to her feelings for a certain red-haired Gryffindor, perhaps? Fred? No, it's Ron. <laughs> but we don't know for sure, but otters and weasels belong in the same mammal family. Is it really a coincidence that Hermione ends up marrying into the Weasley family and her Patronus is an otter? Plus, Ron's family home um, was in Ottery St. Catchpole. Ottery? Otter? Perhaps? Hermione and Ron's love was reflected in their Patronuses after all. I think I also read somewhere that like, isn't Ron's Patronus like a, it's a Jack Jack Russell Russell. Terrier. Aren't they known to like go after otters or something? I'm not sure the truth behind that, but you can certainly use Google. Truth. To uh, figure that out. You know, it was probably one of those things I saw floating around the internet, and I was like, oh, cool. And then didn't research it. Katie believes everything she reads on the internet. I do not. Okay, bull shrimp. Bull shrimp? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. She'll, like, show me something on Facebook. Oh, look at this. I'll be like, Katie. Katie. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, we all- Katie's like oh. that typical like boomer who shares everything on Whoa! Facebook that's like weird and hilarious, but then also sometimes not real. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow. Guess you're sleeping a- on the couch you later. Just got called a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, like I don't know. Older people use Facebook in certain ways, and Katie just kind of follows that mold. <laughs> I don't care. You know, People tell me so all the time baby. they like my Facebook feed, man. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. yeah, you share funny stuff, but she'll oh, show no. me something. I'll just be like, really? I'm not sharing anything anymore. Katie, Meg ruined it all. Hockey for yeah, one. Right. You shared this. It was like hours, and nobody had liked it, and it shows up on my feed. And it's Katie. Katie shared this picture of Machamp, and all the <laughs> arms are like petting cats. Nobody liked it. It's so what I would do if I had four arms. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yep. That's prime example that's, of what I'm talking about. Katie. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. 
It was funny enough for you to bring up right now. Oh. Okay. You got me. You got me. Oh, my gosh. All right. Patronuses. James and Lily. Stag. Doe. We know this old story. Um. Okay. So, yeah. Pretty cool article. Thanks, Wizarding World. Back to the chapter. So all of a sudden, Mrs. Weasley shouts, Arthur! And her hand is pressed over her heart, and she's staring out the window, and lo and behold, she sees Percy. What? I'd be stoked if Chris Rankin was walking up to my house, too. Ah, Chris, we love you. And so everyone looked quickly to the window, and there, sure as you know poo, was Percy Weasley striding up the snowy yard, horn rim glasses glinting in the sunlight, and he's not alone. He's with the minister. Say what? I know. Quote, and sure enough, the man Harry had seen in the Daily Prophet was following along in Percy's wake, limping slightly, his mane of graying hair and his black cloak flecked with snow. Before any of them could say anything, before Mr. and Mrs. Weasley could do more than exchange stunned looks, the back door opened and there stood Percy. First of all, mm-hmm. first of all, you feel comfortable enough just to open the back door at a house that you have not been in? I thought the same thing. You got guts, sir. You trying to put on a show for the minister? I'm sure. Does he know how uh, terrible your relationship was with them right now? Because I'm pretty sure he probably might not. And if he does, he doesn't care because he needs to get things done. (sighs) And there's a painful moment of silence. And Percy finally said in a stiff voice, Merry Christmas, Mother. So much love. And of course... Molly being his mom just melts and she throws her arms around him and it's almost as if she's blind to the tone and attitude and that in itself makes me really sad because she's not recognizing straight away the falseness that this is. Mm-hmm. she's just so excited he's there and I'm not one to hate on Percy because Percy has his own story and Percy has a lot of things that he needs to work through and honestly as a character as a whole he, it's very sad so I'm not going to hate on him but this does break my heart for her because I can't even imagine like I'm a, yeah. I, I can't Um, as a sibling I can't imagine this as a sibling i know me i would be just livid i would act like the twins do because later on it says that they pretty much threw like mashed up parsnips at him hit him in the face (sighs) i would do that probably because i'm so incredibly like protective over the people i love and if you hurt someone that i love like, that's it for you. <laughs> like, you don't, yeah. you don't really get chances. Um, not when it comes to that. So, like, I, I, this whole thing is just incredibly sad. But I'm not going to, like, 
I'm not gonna you know poo all over Percy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Quality Fun. poo. Hello, Foz. Back in the house. We're not editing that out because he's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> so it's painful, it's sad, especially because it's literally not Percy returning home. That's not what's happening here. He's being used. He's using his family. So it's like this vicious little cycle that this minister has going on. I don't know how much of a choice he had in coming back this night, but I'm sure that like Percy's in this headspace. Like he's not there for his coming back moment just yet. Like we obviously know his coming back moment is when literal war battle is happening. Um, so like in seven, I'm going to pull from seven. Get your bingo cards ready. He says that this has been coming on for a long time. So when he finally gets to Hogwarts, everybody's shocked to see him and hits his way back to the good side. But it seems like the coming on for a long time hasn't really necessarily like started yet or it's in its very, very, very early stages at this point. Um. But after this meeting could possibly be the beginning of him starting to come round. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So Scrimmager is in the doorway, leaning on his walking stick, and he's smiling at the scene. Quote, you must forgive this intrusion, he said, when Mrs. Weasley looked around at him, beaming and wiping her eyes. Percy and I were in the vicinity working, you know. Okay. Okay. All the way out here. All, all the way in Ottery okay. St. Cashville. Yeah. Sure. Right. Getting plimpies from the river. Okay. And he couldn't. What? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't resist dropping in and seeing you all. But Percy showed no sign of wanting to greet any of the rest of the family. He stood poker straight, awkward looking, and stared over everybody else's heads. Mr. Weasley, Fred, and George were all observing him stony-faced. And it's literally such a garbage thing to say because they were definitely not in the area. And I'd expect a little bit more creativity out of the Minister of Magic and his faithful stooge. But that's just me. For someone who's supposed to have been uh, the former head of the Aura office, he is not smooth on the stealth uh-uh. lane. I wonder, like, what he focused on in the Auror office. Yeah, because it was not that. Because yeah. how he talks to Harry later, like, bro, it's you're so not stupid. fooling anybody. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, continue. I'm done. Oh. So Molly says, please come and sit down, Minister. And she also... I have a funny story for you guys, actually. She she mixes up turkey and pudding and says, have some perky and tooting. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's like my Albert thing. Do yes. you want to know something really stupid I did? Oh, I always course. want to know something stupid <laughs> that anyone did. I was like, what is perky? And I Googled it. Oh, my <laughs> God. And then as I was doing it, I was like, what on earth? Nothing is coming up. Like, I don't understand. And then I kept reading and I was like, oh. So the episode <laughs> please. <laughs> Already done. Thank Already you. Done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Megan. what is turkey? 
not even Google knows. <laughs> oh, God. How did you come to the realization? Did it just finally dawn on you? Yeah. I was like, this is so weird. Like, I can't believe it's taking this much work to find. I even I even Googled perky food. <laughs> <laughs> what is this British delicacy? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's where my head was at when oh, I was doing my, my notes God. earlier. That is so funny. Anyway. Oh. Anyway. <sighs> so the minister says that he wouldn't be here if Percy hadn't wanted to see you all so badly, which I said is just laughable because God. this is just a ploy. My butt. Um <laughs> That was so out of place, Katie. <laughs> My butt. My butt. <laughs> Um, so he very clearly staged this entire introduction because I'm gonna do quite a bit of just like reading what the minister says because like yeah y'all don't want me to uh paraphrase this stuff Mm -hmm. so he says we've only looked in for five minutes so I'll have a stroll around the yard while you catch up with Percy no no I assure you I don't want to butt in well if anybody cared to show me your charming garden ah that young man's finished why doesn't he take a stroll with me it's snow there's no garden you butt like can we not come up with better lies he's awful at it it's terrible like he's really like you put no effort into your lies i don't appreciate that if you're gonna be a liar be a good one it's really bad if i think that's awkward like i feel like i could have done a better job than that katie's like "Mm, show me your pool let's take a swim (laughs) (laughs) that's what scrudge mary united would say right um so as he says this the atmosphere just immediately changes because like there's not a single person who hasn't caught on to what is happening uh, at this point. No one believed the setup that he didn't know who Harry was because, like, come on. That come on. young man. And Harry was just, he just, like, was resigned to the fact that this was happening. So he was like, yeah, all right. And he also was not being fooled by this setup, but he just went with it. Lupin had half risen from his chair, I think, to try to save him from awkwardly having to go and talk to the minister because clearly something's up here. And Harry is just like, it's fine. Mr. Weasley then also tries and he looks at him and just goes, fine. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just let me do this. Look at those two father figures. Yeah. Yeah. So the two of them walk across the yard and Harry mentions to himself in his head. How different Scrudgemere is from Fudge, just in appearance. Um, Did you mean to say Scrudgemere? No. <laughs> nope. Nope. I didn't. Well, I have. Solid. I have a question based off that. Yeah. So Fudge is Fudge, right? Yeah. <laughs> Portly old man. Yeah. If Scrudgemere Scrimgeour was to be also a sweet treat, what would what sweet treat would that be? Cockroach cluster. I meant <laughs> maybe something that starts with an S. Oh, sugar quill. That's too good. <sighs> well, I went with bad, and I got yelled at for it. So, what do you want from Yell me? Yell at you. I just like alliteration. Yeah. Uh. So, what do you think? Mm. Oh, Mia says Swedish, Swedish fish. 
So yeah, do I. I like Swedish fish. I like the mini ones better than the big ones because they're not as like chewy. Sour Patch Kids also like those. I do like those too. Our child is a Sour Patch Kid. Mm. However, except he has many layers yes. of sour and sweet. It's not just one layer of sour and then sweet. It is sour, sweet, sour, sweet, sour, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Sour, 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 yeah. sour, sour. Yeah. Just enough sweet to keep you hanging on to him, you know? Mm-hmm. I showed um, Alana a picture of him today. And she goes, oh, he's so cute. I want to go see him. I was like, well, he's going to come see you. Aw. She was like, I love her. I'm like, I'm like, he's a boy. And she goes, oh, him. <laughs> Sorry, just Alana, she wants everybody. She, like everything needs to be girl, girl, girl because she's really hoping for a sister. We'll see. We'll we shall see. TBD. <coughs> um, Is she gonna be one of those kids that cries if oh, it's a brother? Probably. <laughs> but I won't be there to see it, so we'll have somebody <laughs> record it. Oh my gosh. We're going with sixlets. Sixlets, sixlets, whatever. I like sixlets. Well, all right, boomer. Hey. 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 So after a few moments, Scrimger tells him that he's wanted to meet him for a very long time, but Dumbledore has been very protective of him. And he waited for a response from Harry, but Harry is just like silent. He's like, I'm just going to let him keep going. Um, again, he tried and said, I have been hoping for an occasion to talk to you ever since I gained office, but Dumbledore has most understandably, as I say, prevented this literally saying the same thing again, hoping he's going to get an answer from Harry and Harry still just doesn't say anything. And Scrimger keeps going. Yes. Tiff. Scrimger is snow caps. I like snow caps. We're going with (laughs) six. Hey, listen, sorry me. I tried. Snowcaps are good. Snowcaps are not good. We appreciate your effort. Okay, but Mally's makes a version of snowcaps that are fantastic. Mally's is a different thing. Mally's is but just they, great. But no. All right, whatever. We'll stick with sixlets. Six. How do I can't say it? Whatever. <clears throat> sixlets. 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 Continue. Uh, so Scrimger goes, the rumors that have flown around. Well, of course, we both know how these stories get distorted. All these whispers of a prophecy of you being the chosen one. Harry was beginning to understand at this point the real reason for the visit, mm-hmm. which is to get information about what Harry knows. Foolish. Um, and he keeps going. I assume that Dumbledore has discussed these matters with you. And Harry finally responds with a, yeah, we've discussed it. And here's the question. Mm. Have you, have you, and like Scrimger just kind of pauses. He's like, Harry's just taken in the garden, trying not to make eye contact. And what has Dumbledore told you, Harry? And I say, what a little conniving piece of work going to a child because he wasn't getting his answers from Dumbledore. What has Dumbledore told you, Harry? Oh, let me tell you everything. Oh, I don't know. Let me, uh, why don't you just go ask Dumbledore? What? Like, it's just this, honestly, do you know what this is? This is Harry's, like, first attempt at getting the memory out of Slughorn. No, no thought. Just go. (laughs) Whatever happens, happens. Like, there was no planning and prep for this. No thought went into it. It's just, 
dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the man who is supposed to head the R office and is now a minister of magic. Whatever. Anyway. Um, I will start my section by saying I'm stoked to have this part of the chapter because Harry is absolutely a beast and I love it. And I will be reading a lot from the book because there's a lot of conversation and a lot of it needs to be said because hail Harry. He's awesome. Um, hail Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Harry keeps his voice very pleasant as he says, sorry, but that's between us. And currently... Scrimger's tone is also very light. It's very friendly as he's like, oh, of course, if it's a question of confidence, like I wouldn't want you to divulge. And then he says, and in any case, does it really matter whether you are the chosen one or not? Yeah. And Harry thinks about that for a second. And then he's like, I don't really know what you mean. Um, well, of course, to you, it will matter enormously, said Scrimger with a laugh. But to the wizarding community at large, it's all perception, isn't it? It's what people believe that's important. First of all, ah, I don't like that take. So I don't like that take. Um, so Harry says nothing, which is a really good tactic in this whole scenario. He does mm -hmm. a lot of that because he knows Scrimger's literally fishing and he'll just dig himself into a hole, which he does. Um, so he has an idea of like where this is heading, but he's not going to help him get there whatsoever. So Scrimger continues. He says... People believe you are the chosen one, you see. They think you quite the hero, which, of course, you are, Harry, chosen or not. How many times have you faced he who must not be named now? Well, anyway. The point is, you are a symbol of hope for many, Harry. The idea that there is somebody out there who might be able, who might even be destined to destroy he who must not be named, well, naturally, it gives people a lift. And I can't help but feel that, once you realize this, you might consider it, well, almost a duty to stand alongside the ministry and give everyone a boost. I mean, Harry would have been happy to stand alongside the ministry had the ministry not been so corrupt. Mm -hmm. Like if the, ministry the ministry would stand by him to help him. Yeah. yeah. Like, why do you want to push this narrative that things are like just peachy keen? Like, mm -hmm. no. I mean, people people at this point ha already know that Voldemort has returned. Right. He's already. He's like working behind the scenes. Why? And I guess it's because they have Death Eaters working in there. It's all about keeping the public happy, making everybody feel like things are cool. But you do everybody a epic disservice by lying to the public like that. Literally, you can see this like all throughout history in real time life. Mm -hmm. And you see it throughout history in Harry Potter because Harry even mentions that later like you guys never learn yeah let's pretend everything's fine and then when poop hits the fan nobody's prepared and a lot of people die you know like, like I, I'm not saying that it's fine that things aren't fine like obviously like that sucks right but if you are in denial or if you try and hide it then things aren't going to get better like, wouldn't you rather face the truth and what's actually happening and start no. solving from there or just pretend that you live with rainbows and butterflies all the time until, you know, one day you wake up with some green light in your face and you're dead and you're at the freaking train station. <laughs> I'm just saying, but like, let's just be honest with each other and fight this together. 
Right. Like, I'm not saying you need to incite panic, right? But you right. need to re- prepare the public yes. when something like this is happening. Yes. Because it's going to come out anyway. And then you're going to look awful because you are awful. Yeah. Whatever. What do I know? You know. Um, so Harry's silent for a really long time. And then, like, so long that, like, Scrimger has to, like, kind of, like, egg him into responding. And he's like, I don't exactly understand what you mean. Like, what do you mean stand alongside the ministry? And so Scrimger says it's nothing onerous, which I had to look up. Did I say that word right? I think. I don't know. I'm not it means involving an amount of effort and difficulty that is oppressively burdensome. So it's nothing too, hard. too difficult. Yeah, that's what he's saying. So he says, if you were to be seen popping in and out of the ministry from time to time, for instance, that would give the right impression. Gross. And of course, while you were there, you would have an ample opportunity to speak to Gawain Robards, my successor as head of the Aura office. Dolores Umbridge has told me that you cherish an ambition to become an Auror. Well, that could be arranged very easily. She can kick rocks. Yeah. She like, knows how important he... it is to get him on the ministry's side, so she's like, this is what we can use against him. Then, or, like, this is what we can use to lure him. Like, don't name drop her! If you want anything to do with anything, don't say <laughs> right. her name. Like, out of this world. But also, like, clearly he doesn't think that she's that bad, though, if he's working with her. Which is awful. She's, but, like, say, say he didn't even mention Umbridge, and he's just, like, Oh, I he's still name dropping. Oh, I know this guy. Yeah. We can get you into the or office. Harry's not like he that. He clearly doesn't know him at all. Right. Uh, like Harry already <laughs> doesn't want <laughs> Harry already like doesn't want to like Harry's never one to want special treatment. No, no, he doesn't like his quote celebrity status. He can't stand it. So like he wants to do the work and get there himself. Mm-hmm. Not uh, whatever. I mean, because if honestly, if Harry Potter wanted to be like I'm Harry Potter, Harry, Harry Potter. (laughs) Like, literally, that's all he needs to do. Right. That's all he needs to do is walk in and they're like, what's up? And he's like, I'm Harry Potter. Give me a job. And they're like, all right. You know, his resume just says I'm Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he doesn't need all of this. And that just shows you like you put no effort into this conversation. Like, it's totally laughable. What a silly, silly attempt at getting what you want out of Harry Potter. So Harry, of course, feels this anger immediately bubbling in his stomach because you mentioned the name Dolores Umbridge. I think the entire fandom is angry. Um, So he's thinking to himself, so Dolores Umbridge was still at the ministry, was she? That's good foreshadowing to Seven. Um, But also just like how livid would you be finding out that this horrible woman was still in a position of power yeah pretty frustrating like first of all i'm not working anywhere that someone like that is working no thanks no thanks yeah now a word from our sponsor BetterHelp. tiffany here from swish and i want to talk about being a problem solver In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. 
it's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. So Harry says, so basically, you'd like to give the impression that I'm working for the ministry. And Scrimger says, well, it would give everyone a lift if they thought that Harry was more involved. If the, if the chosen one is there, it's all about giving people hope and feeling that thing, exciting things are happening. Yeah, it's really exciting that this 16-year-old has this enormous destiny on his shoulders and, like, in his mind probably has to die. Solid. Well, um, solid. Solid. So he says, but if I keep running in out of the ministry, said Harry, still endeavoring to keep his voice friendly. Won't that seem as though I approve of what the ministry's up to? Snap. Well, said Scrimger, frowning slightly. Well, yes, that's partly why we'd like. No, I don't think that'll work, said Harry pleasantly. You see, I don't like some of the things the ministry's doing. Locking up Stan Shunpike, for instance. <gasps> Boom! Sassy Harry. I love it. So oh, Scrimger doesn't. Stan, though, I'm just like. I know. He's been. That poor guy for totally like a pawn. over a year, well over a year. Yep. Because he's in Azkaban. He's still um he's still uh under the influence. Uh in seven during the summer when the charm breaks on Privet Drive. Do you yep. think he could sue them? Do you think there are wizarding lawyers? What kind of weird yeah, I bet. lawsuits go on in the wizarding world? I don't know. Give me your gold, man. <laughs> right? Just like what? It, like that would be tricky business. Cause like yeah, magic. <laughs> yeah, magic. 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 Um. So Scrimger doesn't speak for a moment, but his expression has certainly changed. He's uh looking a little upset, and he tries to tell Harry. You don't understand. These are dangerous times. Certain measures need to be taken. You're only 16, blah, blah, blah. He's like contradicting himself a lot. Um, and Harry says, well, Dumbledore is a lot older than 16, and he doesn't think that Stan should be locked up either. And the absolute killer line for me, Harry says, you're making Stan a scapegoat just like you want to make me a mascot. Burn. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So they look at each other long and hard. And then Scrimger says, I see. You prefer, like your hero, Dumbledore. See how this whole tone has changed already? To disassociate yourself from the ministry. I don't want to be used, said Harry. Some would say it's your duty to be used by the ministry. <laughs> that sounds very... That sounds umbrage. That sounds very, like, uh, round table seven Bellatrix being like... Oh, wait, no, that was a different section, but... Bellatrix being like, I would offer up my sons, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. your duty to do whatever. Yeah. It's actually <laughs> that not. That was earlier in this book. It's actually not. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, mm. And Harry says, yeah, and others might say it's your duty to check that people really are Death Eaters before you check them, chuck them in prison, said Harry, <laughs> his temper rising now. You're doing what Bart- Barty Crouch did. You never get it right, you people, do you? Either we've got Fudge pretending everything's lovely while people get murdered right under his nose, or we've got you chucking the wrong people into jail and trying to pretend you've got the chosen one working for you. I love that he said all this because, like, that would be the kind of killer slam the door sentence that I would think of in my head after the conversation. Was yes. hundred <laughs> percent. I hate that. I'm so good after everything's done and I can think like shower conversations. Mm-hmm. I win those mm-hmm. every time. <laughs> like, <Right. but> like <laughs> in the moment, my brain goes like, I don't know what to say, <laughs> but like, this is so absolutely amazing yeah then there's me who has those exact same thoughts but like would i ever even say those things if i thought them in the moment i don't know (laughs) probably not because i can it can be a chicken you know Mm, i can understand yeah i want to be brave enough to say those things i just usually like get angry and red-faced and cry yeah and then it's embarrassing because i'm like why am i crying then you get more mad because you're crying yeah But that makes you cry more. Sometimes I say great stuff, but it's few and far between. (laughs) Later on in the shower that time, you're like, yeah, that was I'm telling you, every shower fight, (laughs) I win. Same. (laughs) I love you guys. (laughs) Um, So Scrimger really won't let this go. He's like, so you're not the chosen one. And Harry fires right back and he's like, I thought you said it didn't matter either way. So Scrimger tries to backtrack and he's like, I shouldn't have said that. It was tactless. And Harry says, no, it was honest. It's probably the only honest thing you've said to me. And then he says, you don't care whether I live or die, but you do care that I help you convince everyone you're winning the war against Voldemort. I haven't forgotten, minister. And then he shows him the I must not tell lies scar on his hand. I don't remember you rushing to my defense when I was trying to tell everyone Voldemort was back. The ministry wasn't so keen to be pals last year. Like, does Scrimger know about his scar, though? Like, does he know about his hand? Hit on scar. Probably not. Because, like, that in itself, like, why would you even bring up Umbridge? Yeah. Yeah. You dumb. Do your research. Well, I kind of feel like this is proof that he talks to her yeah. and and values her Ugh. thoughts and opinions, mm-hmm. which is problematic. Correct. No. Well, we all see the role she has next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much he did. I wonder how much of that is like starting right now or if that starts later on, you know, for that role to be yeah. created. Yeah. The muggle registration. Bleh. Bob Shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how this was described. It says they stood in silence as icy as the ground beneath their feet. Perfect time to walk around the garden, like we said. So Scrimger switches tactics. And so he's no longer friendly anymore. And he asks Harry, like, what's Dumbledore up to? Where does he go when he isn't at Hogwarts? How dumb are you? Like, Harry's going to tell you that. And like to assume Harry even knows. He's just right. throwing these questions out, wondering if they're actually going to like the answer right hoping anything sticks and he gets any information uh but harry of course is like no idea and i wouldn't tell you if i knew (laughs) (laughs) um so scrimger says well then i shall have to see whether i can find out by other means 
You can try, said Harry indifferently, but you seem cleverer than Fudge, so I'd have thought you'd have learned from his mistakes. He tried interfering at Hogwarts. You might not have... You might have noticed he's not minister anymore, but Dumbledore's still headmaster. I'd leave Dumbledore alone if I were you. There's another... Snap! Right. Another nice long pause. Scrimger's very cold towards Harry now, and he says, Well, it is clear to me that he has done a very good job on you. Dumbledore's man through and through, aren't you, Potter? Harry doesn't miss a beat. He goes, Yeah, I am. Glad we straightened that out. Turns his back on the minister and goes back in the house. Beast mode activated. I love yeah. it. I love it. It's so savage. It's so good. And it's like, no question. Like, Harry knows exactly who he is in this moment. He knows exactly where he stands. And he's not going to let anyone use him or make him think otherwise. Um, It's a very good scene. That also, that that line, well, not Harry's line per se, but the fact that Harry tells Dumbledore later on, in one of their meetings that he basically was like, yeah, I'm Dumbledore's man through and through literally makes Dumbledore cry. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. My boy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's, you roll. that's the chapter after three long sections. Christmas is over. There's a lot that happened. Uh, Sive in the chat said, I would call him a fantastic beast myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's... Give me some lightning ball round questions. Yeah. All right. I have first... one. What? I have one. Oh, okay. Right. But we can go with patrons first if you like. No. Are you going to forget? No, I wrote it down. Oh, okay. All right. Let's do patrons first. Sam Gartley says, what would be the worst thing to be pulled out of your hair? I mean, a maggot's pretty bad. Oh, I would dude, probably. I did not understand why that question was being asked. <laughs> I was, was dumb. <laughs> that was all the way at the beginning of this episode. Okay. Sorry. That's so funny. Besides a maggot? I guess, yeah. Let's say besides a maggot. I mean, I mean lice. If we're going with uh, bugs, centipedes are my arch nemesis. Spider. Over a centipede? I mean, I don't want any of these things Which in is my worse hair. For you. What what kind of, what are we talking about? Centipede. House centipede. We're talking, that scream I know, your name but, when you kill them. <laughs> but there's like the thousand leggers yes. and then there's like centipedes. Thousand leggers. What does that mean? Those are the like ones the with creepy, the really big legs. There's the creepy like centipede where it's like the thousand leggers are the one where it's like they have so many legs you cannot distinguish yeah. them from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Centipedes are like, you know, basement at least to centipedes. Me. Yeah. Centipedes, like, you can, like, see each of their legs. It's not like a bajillion of them, what? but it's too many. Why are there multiples? Sorry, did not mean to just ruin your life. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, Tiffany. I will very kindly send you photos to differentiate the two. <laughs> so that Do you, you want me to just know. draw a cute picture? I could just draw a Millipede cute picture. Millipede and centipede? What am yeah. I thinking of? Millipede? Mm, I think millipedes so. are massive. I don't even I'm. Want to <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Discord's right, being right, really right. helpful, but also we're like crying. <laughs> I Let's move on. Let's move on. Like I hate them, and I, I don't know why they're on this earth and their purpose. Ugh. To eat other little bugs. Stop it. 
That's how I feel about little fruit flies. I Why are you here? Uh, I saw I hate fruit flies. I saw a house millipede centipede whatever was caught in a spider web in my basement, and I said, "Yeah, you get that. You deserve that." I know. See, <laughs> I can't like. Go. I understand why spiders <laughs> on this earth. I don't like them, but I get why. But then I'm like, why do all the things that the spiders eat have to be on the earth? You know, like flies. Flies are pointless. They lead to maggots. Blech. So, so anyway, millipede wouldn't be mine. Sam. <laughs> oh, did you say one? No. I said lice. Oh. Oh yeah. What'd you say? Been there a long time ago. It sucked. Katie said spiders. You said spiders. Oh yeah. Duh. Uh, Katie K asks. Uh, go on a 15 second only rant about shoelace because that was the replacement for the maggot <laughs> Wait, I never just to put connection. into perspective <laughs> the shoelace scene the shoelace scene was the replacement for pulling a maggot out of Harry's hair no <laughs> no yeah yeah I would oh, rather God. have Why seen you... an on screen maggot yeah, I think I would have too. Yep. Oh. Why? Here's the I thing. I cannot believe that. Jenny's not that awkward, okay? No. You did her a disservice, and that's my rant. Jenny literally is never awkward. No, yeah. she's so Ever. cool. She cheerfully pulled bugs out of someone's hair. I wouldn't touch a maggot and be like, you have a maggot in your hair? Go take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like go ask my mom to vanish that <laughs> right oh my Ugh. gosh the worst Ugh. i can't worst hate it any anything else anybody wants to add it's just the worst right it's just Bad. the worst um scythe do you think Molly dislikes Fleur specifically, or do you think she would have reacted this way with the first serious partner of any of her children? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> right? I, I like think that's both of those are correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I um, agree. I think she goes full mom mode just because, like, as far as what I've heard about moms with their sons, it's like a whole different kind of like bond that you have. I don't know. Um, and I think she's like crazy protective. And then also I feel like a lot of the characters in this book are threatened by flirt because I mean, if I'm thinking about the time that this was written, it's like not necessarily like girl power. Wasn't really like girl power yet. You know what I mean? We're not uplifting other females for just being themselves. We're, um, Tearing them down. Very judgy. Yes. And so, like, that's kind of where my head's at with that. Yeah, I feel like she didn't trust Fleur to actually... I, I think that she she thought Fleur was very full of herself. And she didn't give her the time of day to actually learn who she was. And I think that that would have happened with anybody but i also think that regardless of if fleur was with bill or not molly wouldn't get along with fleur do you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. they just they don't they just mesh. don't and, yeah they and, don't mesh and to be fair you don't have to mesh with people but you should always be civil and kind yeah not over the mm -hmm. top where it's like mm -hmm. fake 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 like how hermione was 
in the other chapter. Yeah. That was yeah. that was too thick for my taste, but it worked for her. Yeah. Um Kim asks, what do you think happened inside the house while Harry was outside? Oh boy. Many whispers. Well, that's when the parsnips were thrown. We find yeah, that some, out next. Some chapter. words were said. Um it was probably the twins that maybe tried to, you know, start up a conversation and Percy wasn't having it. Maybe said something not so nice or didn't say anything at all. And so Ginny, Fred, and George try and take credit for the throwing of the food. So, Man, what a waste of parsnips. Um, I'm finding out in the chat that bees can be trained with treats. What? They can what? be trained with treats. You can train Where is this conversation coming from? That sounds so random. From well, we were talking about bugs a lot. Discord's oh. still um, on the bug train. Got it, got it. Yeah, we have an entomologist here among us, which I'm always surprised at like how cool our patrons are. I shouldn't be, but like, that's freaking cool. Um, our patrons cool. are pretty sweet. Uh, I'm going to need to know what kind of treats they are and what these bees are doing for them. So thank you. Yeah. We will update. They do like after our resident entomologist answers us. <laughs> do you like loop de loops? You know, the circus, flea circus. Like a bug's life. Um, okay, Mia asks, do you think Percy was just too embarrassed and guilty to take the L and genuinely come home, or was he legitimately believing the minister valued him? Genuinely believing it? No. Loving Wait, the what attention? Was the yeah. Mm. Do you think Percy was too embarrassed or guilty to take the L and genuinely come home, the or loss. do you think... Yeah. <laughs> or was he legitimately believing the minister valued him? See, that goes in with a question I was going to ask. I was mm. going to ask, do you think... Percy had the idea to bring the minister home to get in his good graces and look good, or was the minister using him? I think the minister was using him. Same. I don't think he would I don't, bring up. I mean, that's too. I don't think he was ready. No, that's too sore to of home. a subject. Yeah. That's something that he doesn't want to touch. He's uncomfortable. He stands poker straight. Like, yeah, I feel like right. the minister was like, Weasley family is connected to Harry Potter. Everybody knows that. Um, Weatherby, you're my in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Weatherby. Good yeah, to see I don't you, think that he was ready to come home, but I, I kind of feel like it's somewhere in the middle to answer Mia's question. Like, I don't think that he was ready to come home, but I also don't think that he believed that the minister valued him. I think that he unfortunately realized his place was... I'm getting used much like Harry was trying to get used. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So on par with the ministry. Yeah. Yep. All right, this is a fun one. Sam Gartley asks the best candy and the worst candy. Lots of judgment. Best and worst. Yeah. Each of our best and worst candies. I mean, the best is clearly Reese's. But the shapes. Yeah. And we're unfortunately in the season of, of nothing right it's now. Dark season. 
Can I can I kind of like snowball off you? Yeah. Take five because oh, it is it is now so Reese's take five. Packages take changed. five bars. Those are freaking our good. Choice. I and I always forget <gasps> I always forget how good Go they are until I randomly one. at the grocery store and I see it and I was like, you know what? I want one of those. And I eat it. And I'm like, why don't I eat more of these? It always Seriously, happens. they are shocking. They're so good. Mm-hmm. They're a great in-between while there's no shapes. Okay, well, yeah. I will have to try one. Try it. Really um, good. If I'm going to eat candy, I don't really go the chocolate route. Um, and if I can, like, pick... I go sweet tarts. I <laughs> if I can go, like, super specific, um, blue Sour Patch Kids. Okay. All right, all right. For my best. Worst Smarties, man. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Smarties are terrible. I'm still gonna go with good and plenty like, of the worst. I won't even buy my students Smarties because they're such trash. And kids, <laughs> you will, are ridiculous. Kids will eat anything. Well, they're bad, dude. Meg, you're on. You're on an island by yourself here. Sorry. I think that the worst candy is a payday. Oh, I like paydays. Paydays are great, you idiot. You ever had a payday? Obviously, if I'm saying it's the worst. Obviously, you've never had one because they're good. Face, you just made it hurt. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I don't like them. You know what or, else I don't like? Or isn't... Oh, shoot. What is there a Babe Ruth bar? Baby Ruth, yeah. I don't like those either. You just I not can't like remember peanuts what it's and like. caramel? Mm-mm. What? Are you human? That's what both of those have in common. Yeah, I also am not the m- biggest Snickers fan. Oh, I love also, I would rather eat a bag of chips, if I'm being honest. So, <laughs> Yeah, give me the salty Depends stuff. Depends on what I Well, what see, that's why I like take five bars, because there's pretzels in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the best of both worlds. Pretzels. I do like so chocolate. Yummy. Mally's chocolate-covered pretzels. Delightful. Mally's anything. I also don't care for crunch bars. It's very waxy chocolate yeah. to me. I don't know about yeah. outside Honestly, of the US. I'm sure I'm it's sorry. great. Anything made by Nestle is trash yeah, right. when it comes yeah. to chocolate. Yeah. I also Not don't good. really care for Hershey's stuff. If, unless... I don't like American chocolate unless it's like a mom and pop shop that's actually good chocolate, which mm-hmm. would be Mally's. And I will say that I think that the like I said again, the Reese's shapes. I feel like that chocolate is good. Do it's not know, waxy. Do you know what is good, though? Um, like a Snickers ice cream bar. Ooh. I do like those. Those are pretty now, good. Now, see, like peanuts and caramel with ice cream, fantastic. But I don't like want it in a candy bar. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. Just bad. their own. I don't care. You want peanuts. Wait, you don't want peanuts and caramel. Yeah. Because you do eat peanuts and chocolate in the Reese's. I do like peanuts and chocolate with the Reese. <laughs> I don't like the caramel edition with the peanuts. I'm alone a lot in this, but I really like white chocolate. I, I like white, white chocolate. chocolate. People give me give me that Hershey's people... cookies and cream bar, man. See, mm-hmm. I love that, and that's what my mom made my ice cream cake. It was a like a cookies and cream. Mm. The frosting was like whipped cream with like crushed up mm. like Oreo cookie. Oh, so good, Tiffany. My mom makes this delicious Cool Whip and cream cheese icing for cakes sometimes. Mm. Oh my god, it's so good. I think that she also puts like some sugar in it. I love Definitely cool doesn't need it, but like <laughs> it gets that good like crunch in it with the sugar pieces because it's cold, obviously. So like it's not going to dissolve, but oh my god, it's so good. 
Every time I say I like white chocolate, somebody's like, it's not chocolate. Oh, I don't yeah. care. It's delicious. I got one a- thing I'll eat from Hershey's is their cookies and cream bar. I like that. Yeah, bar a I lot. said that. Oh, like sorry. Two seconds ago. Sorry. But I mean, you're also allowed to like it. But like you just said it like nobody said that. And I did already. Sometimes so. I don't mind a Kit Kat. I got to be in the mood. Yeah. Uh, got to say, though, man, Canadian Kit Kat bars are. Oh, my God. So good. They're when I so go good. and I haven't been to Canada in a while, unfortunately, because of the pandemic. And also I live in Florida now and not Ohio. And it used to be driving distance. But. Uh, we would bulk purchase Kit Kats when we went to Canada because they are so good. We, like ration them out. Oh, oh my God. There's a shout out to Bev and Jess. When they came from Canada Dude. to Wizardly World of Kent, they brought us a whole box like a case. of Kit Kats, like a case. Oh my God. A case of Kit Kats. It was amazing. It was so good. I, I almost forgot about that. Oh. So good. Shout out to them. Man, and Crunchy Bars from Canada too. Oh, crunchy bars. Crunchy bars are also in the UK. Oh my god, so this good, is so a good. Very candy heavy conversation today. It is. I think uh, there are two other candy questions, but I think I'm going to skip because we've talked about it a lot, so I'm sorry guys. <laughs> um but we're going to go on. So much candy. <laughs> we're going to go on to Emily's question. Okay. Would you have been able to answer Scrimger with mostly silence like Harry or would you have said what you really think? Guys, you know me. What would what would I have done? I, Meg I would, would have been Meg would have been telling him off. Right? I would have talked. I I will say, and I don't know if this is the best trait that I have mm-hmm. okay. in myself. Let's hear it. But I don't hold back when a figure who is like above me is not doing something right. Or they're making me angry. I let them know. Which isn't always the best. Because like that includes bosses sometimes. And it might lead to you not what, the though? best relationships with bosses occasionally. But you know what though? But Let's stop also, this whole they deserve it. butt kissing thing. Just, yeah. for the, just because they're above you. No. If you want respect, you need to give respect to me as well. That's how it should go. Yeah. And yeah, I think like that would only be a bad trait on your part if like they were like, I like black coffee and you're going to like, fuck you. Right? <laughs> Put sugar in yeah. there. <laughs> I, I've just like, I've just had situations with jobs where I have felt like super taken advantage of or just like not heard and I that doesn't sit well with me ever. So like, no, there's if, been if somebody's doing something wrong, it is a great trait that you have yeah. to bring it to their attention. I tell them, yeah. <laughs> now the delivery that maybe... does make me incredibly emotional though, which sucks. I hate yeah. how emotional I get when I have those conversations yeah. because that does mean I have in fact cried in front of a boss before. But you know, it's whatever. It is what it is. But no, I think that's yeah. admirable on your part because if something's wrong, then something's wrong. It doesn't change the fact whether they're above you or not, you know? Above. Yeah. Air quotes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We have Anybody a else? lot of opinions, man. Yeah. What was the question again? <laughs> Did I have to oh, candy? what would you have done in this? Would you have been able to stay silent? Oh, you guys didn't really answer probably that, Probably because I don't know what to say. That's how I am. I freeze up. 
Yeah. Big time. If if I have time to type something out, sweet. But if or, I have to say something in the moment, so bad. I would be like, mm, let me think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because then I need mm-hmm. to like get myself together. <sighs> yep. That that's the lightning bolt round. Okay. Did, did anybody get a bingo? bingo? I don't think we did. I don't think so. I didn't see one. Mm-mm. So that means Ravenclaw won the house cup today. Oh, say shout out sauce. to the claws. Good job, you birds. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, somebody just talking about. Okay, in the chat they're talking about chocolate paired with fruits. Mm-hmm. And someone just said raspberry and chocolate. And it made me think of Katie and I went to go visit our friends in Chicago around Christmas. And we went to the Chris Kindle market and we had chocolate dipped raspberries at the like, market. Oh, oh my God. That, that was, was really so good. good. Now I want more. Anyway. Anyway, congratulations, Ravenclaw. Give me that fan story. <laughs> All right. This fan story comes from Jay. From April of 2019. Hi, I'm Jay, and this is my Potter story. A little background on me. Based on my calculations, I am 43% Ravenclaw, 35% Slytherin, and the rest Hufflepuff. That sounds very Ravenclaw. 100% awesome. (laughs) Yes. I am in Horned Serpent, and my wand is Elderwood, 14 and a half inches, unicorn tail hair core, and slightly springy flexibility. My Patronus is a hare. According to BuzzFeed, my best friend is Luna Lovegood. My soulmate is Luna Lovegood. And I am Luna Lovegood. Love yourself! (laughs) It has been a little over a year since the beginning of my Harry Potter obsession. I had tried to read the books before, but I just found them to be plain boring. I had a rule for myself that if a book didn't get me hooked by at least chapter four, or if I didn't feel attached to the characters, I wouldn't force myself to continue reading the book. This clearly applied to this in that situation. So I put the book down and didn't give it another thought until two of my three friends were completely obsessed with the fandom. My friends begged me to read the books, but I would not budge. I had made up my mind it was not about to give the series a second chance. But then my friend bribed me to read the books by promising to listen to my book suggestion that I gave probably every day. My friends still don't listen to my book suggestions, but I went to the library after school and got the first book. When I got to Aftercare, I began to read it and was hooked almost immediately. I had finished the book by recess the next day. I realized that we had all of the Harry Potter books at home already and raced to finish them, finish reading them as fast as was humanly possible. I finished reading the entire series about three weeks later. Needless to say, I was in what I like to call my, quote, read for three hours straight and then fall asleep immediately phase. Now I'm completely immersed in the Harry Potter fandom. I draw fan art. I reread the books all the time. I wear my Ravenclaw hat wherever I go. I DIY'd my own Hogwarts robes. I write Harry Potter fan fiction. And of course, I listen to your podcast. I first discovered Swish and Flick because I had recently gotten into listening to podcasts before bed, as it was always hard for me to fall asleep. I've been listening to a weekly news podcast, but it was just plain sad sometimes, and I would have nightmares because of it. Mm -hmm. I still listen to that podcast over long car trips, though. I decided that since I had just gotten to Harry Potter and was now obsessed that I should search Harry Potter in the podcast app and see what happened. It, it came up with so many podcasts and I tried to listen to several of them, but I didn't really like some of the people's personalities and I didn't like how they ran the podcast. 
I finally decided to try the podcast with the cool <laughs> purple logo. Swish and flick. <laughs> At this point, you were on episode 37. Wow. Oh. I immediately fell in love. I oh. caught up with the episodes I missed very quickly. I found your podcast easy to love. Your laughter is contagious and easy. Each episode keeps me intrigued. I find myself excitedly awaiting a new episode every time I listen. Keep doing what you're doing because you bring a smile to my and everybody's who listens face every day. I'm also proud to say that after listening so long, listening to the podcast that I can finally tell your voices apart. <laughs> Thank you so much for everything that you do. Jay. Jay. Thank you. Thank and you. this is letter J. The letter J. The letter J. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. The cool purple logo. How do you feel about that, Petrus family? Pretty great. That always makes me like really happy when people <laughs> min- mention that the logo made them listen. Yeah. I know. I love that. Oh. It was a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm, it really was. Um, I also love your connection to Luna. That's amazing. Yeah. And <laughs> I love that you, like a lot of other people, just didn't want to read the series, but you know, we all get broken down eventually and we all <laughs> become very obsessed. <laughs> uh, awesome. Happy to keep you smiling. Yeah. And thanks for your kind words. Yes. Do you have a joke prepared, Katie? I actually do. Wow. I know, right? Now I got okay, You did it. a summary. You picked a joke. Oh my God. We were prepared today. Yeah. And I just want to let you know that I came home from work and I took a nap until Katie woke me up at five and was like, you should do your notes. I was like, oh, yeah, thank you. The teacher in me will not scold you. But that gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> she was giving me anxiety. I was like, you got you to gotta do it. I just really needed to take a nap today. I get well, it. It's dude. fine. You did with the pup. All I right. did. He was nice and warm. What job would a marauder be good at? A mischief manager. Not what I was thinking, but okay. Cute. I was thinking, like, I don't know. Something to do with animals. (laughs) Oh, I see. (laughs) I see what you did there. Make sure to follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram. Fillmore is on Instagram at Fillmore the Cockapoo. And Tiffany is on Instagram at TiffSwish underscore flick. Fillmore is an official host. Yeah. I mean, he made an appearance today on the live. So That's true. That's true. He went. Little pup. I had an, is he sleeping? I had a pan. I thought he got out, but he's okay. He's sleeping. Fozzie Bear has an Instagram, but I don't do anything on it anymore. Do it. You know, Iggy has an Instagram. I haven't posted. I posted relatively recently, but it's Iggy.Petrus if anybody wants to follow him. I think Fozzie is like Fozzie Bear. I don't know if I follow Fozzie. Labradoodle something. Fozzie.Bear.Labradoodle. I don't follow him. <gasps> I'm following. Terrible friend. When's the last time you posted? Oh, not that long ago. August. Oh, look at that. August. <laughs> I was gonna say I ain't regular. Okay, so what's going on in my life? My baby boy, my first baby, is going to be nine tomorrow, and I don't know how to live life. I love him so much. So we're gonna do a little Fosbear birthday celebration. Um, 
started listening to Deathly Hallows on Audible because it's my comfort book and I need it. So there's that. As far as like reading a physical book right now, I, I have like um, Mist and Fury pulled up on my Kindle, but I haven't really like started it yet. So shame. Eh, I'm like burnt out a little bit. I get it. I've been playing um, Zelda a lot. So just like I'm just going really slow, just like exploring and stuff. Breath of the Wild, I guess I should be specific. I've been watching Marty play Metroid Dread. That game is freaking hard, and I'm really glad that I don't play Metroid games. It's the, it doesn't sound up my alley. It's, you No, it's definitely not. You would hate it. But he loves it, and I'm really glad that he's playing it. The only thing that's annoying is that when I go to play Zelda, his game cartridge is in my Switch. And I'm like, why are you touching my stuff? He's like, you bought me the game. That's beside the point. <laughs> Oh, anyways, I love him. Uh, But yeah, had a birthday. It was nice. It was weird to be on Easter and have my birthday. I did not want to share. Um, (laughs) I don't blame you. I did it. And Marty goes, because I was talking to him, the kids are hunting eggs and stuff, which I love. I love Easter egg hunts for kids. And I was like, it doesn't really feel like my birthday. And he goes... Oh, welcome to the club because his birthday is December 22nd because and he always mm-hmm. has to like deal with like share with Christmas. And I'm like, I hate this. I'm <laughs> selfish. And I will be the first person to admit that I'm full on Aries. Take care of yourself. I like my stuff. Selfish kind of deal. Like I'm a giver. But I want my own birthday. <laughs> You're allowed to want your own day. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to celebrate yourself. Guess whose birthday's next? You. You turd. <laughs> and school is winding down, which is kind of crazy, even though we have to go, like, kids' last day, I believe, is June 2nd. And my last day is June 3rd, which sucks. But that just means we're getting closer to the new O'Malley and finding out who they are. The new O'Malley. Yep. Which the new O'Malley is um, quite squirrely. <laughs> like quite squirrely. But we're here for it. Every kick and every punch. And also <laughs> they tickle me. <laughs> 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 and it's funny because I'm like I think those are your fingers. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. I love this one. So yeah, just getting ready. That's all new. Very nice. I feel like I don't have a lot going on. Oh, well, actually, no, that's Katie's news. Um Oh shoot. I <laughs> I I am actually approaching halfway through air fire now. Um, I'm really, really enjoying it. It 
got good quicker than the other books. You know what I mean? And like the pacing's better in this book. Um, mm-hmm. I also am still reading Neon Gods, and I like it so far. But that's kind of it's kind of where I'm at. It's pretty much it. I'm working a lot the next week, and we have a friend coming to visit the first week of May, and I'm super super excited. Shout out to Chrissy! I cannot wait. To spend time with her and she gets to meet Fillmore. So it's exciting. But yeah, that's it. What's Katie's got some big news she wants to share. <laughs> First, I want to say I've just been annoyed lately because I did my big challenge for running. Then I let myself take a week off, right? True. Because I got a new puppy. I had just done a really long run. Mm-hmm. And then I got a cold. So I haven't been able to freaking run and like forever it feels like and it's really annoying me but i'm just gonna listen to my body and i will get back to it when i can it'll be okay just annoyed you'll be fine you know what your joints are probably like bless you (laughs) yeah right (laughs) (laughs) um we talked about a possibility last time we did we Uh were pressuring you and by we i mean your wife yeah, uh, you did too. You I like said that she it. was capable. I was very neutral. I was like, "You can mm-hmm. do it if you want," and you were like, "Do it." <laughs> Stop being um, lame. <laughs> yeah, I'm officially signed up for the Dopey Challenge. So, but like, what are you going to wear? I have no idea. We have to plan outfits. Like, this is yeah. a big deal, yeah. and I'm here for it. And I will coordinate with you as spectator. Oh, I love that. For all of them. I love that. So if you missed last time or whatever, it's called the Dopey Challenge because you're dopey for doing it. Yeah. It's a 5K, a 10K, a half, and a full. And I want to tell everybody that not three weeks ago, little Miss Katie over here said to me, <laughs> I will never do a full marathon. Please. I did say that. I, told I have Marty no you desire. Were doing that, and he said, and I quote, why <laughs> i don't have an answer to that <laughs> i really don't non-runners don't know why runners run <laughs> i will i let i don't get it um i will also say that runners don't know why runners run either i will also specifically <laughs> say that people who aren't runners do run disney mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like it's just run disney is its own thing like you don't even do have to be they're so fun. I Let me tell you. You can just walk them. They're yeah. so fun. It it like if you do the 5K, there's a part of you that would be like, oh, I could do a 10K. Uh-huh. And, and then, then once there's you a party that's like, hey, you're could, like, I could do a half. Yep. No, because I, no, it's so I would never fun. say I can do a half. Tiffany, Those I just said I would never, never do a full. come out of my mouth. <laughs> I said I said that I could never do a 10K and like I'm contemplating it for a weekend. Yeah, you really thought about it for this this upcoming one. I did, but man, oh man, am I glad that I didn't even try to register for anything because registration was That's a, that was a, nightmare. a bear. That was it a was nightmare crazy. and I was not I'm involved. <laughs> so lucky that I got any I got what I wanted. Um what else are you doing? Along with the dopey challenge. That has to do with the dopey challenge. Uh, so they brought, cause COVID, you know, messed everything up, but they brought back, <laughs> <Did it? laughs> they brought back another challenge, which is called the castaway key, castaway key challenge. So if you do, well, if you do any race during that weekend, you can even just do the 5k. Yes. 
you can then do this challenge where you go on a Disney cruise and you do a 5K on their special island and you get a medal for that. And then if you do the challenge, you get another medal. So if I successfully complete this weekend, I will walk away with eight medals. I'm I'm motivated by medals. So yeah, we're going on a Disney cruise as well. Which is and it crazy. has to be a specific. So like the Castaway Key Challenge will only happen on the cruise that departs the day after Marathon Weekend, mm-hmm. and it is on the new Disney cruise ship that hasn't even set sail yet. I'm so excited because it it's called the Wish, mm-hmm. um, and I Did didn't even. Don't they usually do in them in twos? They renovated one mm-hmm. relatively recently, um, and then they might have announced another one that's coming in a couple of years. But there, but this one is the only one that is like ready anytime soon. Mm. Um, I didn't even make the connection that we were going on the new ship whenever I booked it, and then I went. <laughs> and shout out to Regine and Kelly. We're going on the cruise with them. Actually, there's a whole slew of our friends that are going to be on this cruise. It's going to be quite an it's adventure. Be crazy. I think there's going to be like 15 of us. So this is going to be interesting. Um, oh, great. Gonna be a good time. So I went on YouTube to like search. That's just my thing. Once I do this, I like go on YouTube and I search like vloggers who have done mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. And I want to just like watch the heck out of what. It is so that yeah. I can like know everything that I should do. And then it, it hit me. And I was like, there's no vlogs because nobody's sailed on this ship before. <laughs> That's hilarious. When is so sailing in sail? July? Like when July. Okay. Yeah, July. Okay. He just sneezed on me. Um, fun fact about Hi, Disney cruise ship. Michael Eisner hated every single design that people sent him. One looked like a rubber duck. And then he got an architect whose name I can't remember who had never designed a ship before and he's like i don't i don't i design buildings they don't move (laughs) so just ended up designing the first disney cruise ship and they that's really cool were very successful from jump so yeah have fun i um are not my jam but like people who love them love them i have a feeling I'm going to be ruined by this cruise. In the best way possible, but yes. worst way for your wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know. So I have been on one cruise only ever, and it was on Royal Caribbean. And I will I will say it was gorgeous. The ship was beautiful. There was so much to do on it. I was only 16. So oddly enough, I actually like don't remember some of it because my memory sucks. Mm. Um, but what I do remember of it, I remember loving. Katie's never been on one, but I just have this feeling that I literally will never want to even touch another cruise line. Why would you have no desire? But like, why would you? Because of the cost. (laughs) (laughs) Like Disney cruises genuinely are so much more than other cruise lines. But I do think that I'm going to learn very quickly why. Really worth it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I've heard amazing things about Castaway Key, which is Disney's island. A lot of cruise lines have like a specific island that they take you to that is like just theirs. Um, I know Carnival has one and I think Royal Caribbean does. I'm not sure, but I know Carnival does. Um, But I just, uh, I don't know. I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling I'm going to be obsessed and this is going to be bad. You better hope your wife can handle the seas. Me too. I yeah. 
Just I'm glad that we're going CBS when we are. We're going get a patch and see how you feel. We're going in January, so like not any time around um stormy season. We're also only going to Nassau and Castaway Key. So like I I have faith it's going to be okay. I because told- when we do get a day at sea, but I think that the day at sea that we get, they basically just kind of like float outside of Castaway Key. You don't really go anywhere. You're just mm-hmm. kind of like chilling right outside the island because it's pretty close to to where you were. It's like I think that the day at sea is in between Nassau and Castaway Key. So like, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I was like, I'm just going to do all the things that they tell you to do, even if it's just a placebo and it just makes me feel like I'm doing something. Just yeah. do it. We yeah. also got a veranda room so that we have a balcony because I heard that that helps being able to see the ver- the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I yeah, <laughs> I did not have a balcony room. Um, Like, literally, it's so weird, Katie, being on a ship like that, because when you're inside of it, you can't imagine that that's actually a ship on the water yeah it's gonna be weird it's it's weird doesn't it may don't you think it feels like um almost like a mall with lots of stories yeah Yeah, okay (laughs) like when i walked into the our cruise ship, i don't even remember what the liner was but um i like walked in and i was like how is this a boat (laughs) it looks like a mall Yeah, it's like crazy to me that like something that floats on the ocean has like elevators and a pool and like yes. many and so many yeah so much. So I'm also much. so excited for the pools because I, my skin reacts very badly to chlorine, but the pools on cruise ships is, are salt water. So I'm like, I can just enjoy the pool. That was and my not worry about part. it. That was my favorite. Part. Yeah. That also this. We oh my god, Royal the food Caribbean. literally. We did royal because we had very Englishy breakfast. I remember that there was always like beans and like tomatoes and stuff. Real the 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 dining on the wish looks amazing. There's going to be there is the first ever Marvel themed dining at sea. Cannot wait. Stoked. It's like Ant-Man and the Wasp themed with like quantum. Nice. Uh, it, it, it looks and reminds me of Pim's Kitchen in Disneyland, which is amazing. Give me a giant piece of chicken with a little bun. Yes. so funny hilarious Give it to me. um there's also a frozen one which like whatever but like it'll be beautiful i'm sure can't wait can't <laughs> wait would be through the roof <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also a 1920s themed hollywood like walt california restaurant which i'm very excited about too so i literally i am so excited it hasn't like i don't think that it's really hit me that it's happening yeah, it hasn't hit me that I'm going to be running 48.6. When I pay for it in October, it'll hit me that it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Katie Hi. has to run over 50 miles and then we'll get there. My God. No. Well, actually, you'll run less than 50 miles before the cruise. You will p- surpass 50 on the cruise. Yeah. That's What's wrong with me? I, I'm going to do the 5K on the island. You. you better. I'm going to because I want to get off the ship early. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah that's all that's going on in my life yeah i'm just gonna also being a dog mom push my body to 
the brink. The ultimate limits. <laughs> <laughs> Early, I'm proud of you, though. Just even signing up for something Thanks. like that is like a huge mental deal. Um, Thanks. The there. theme did me in. Yeah. Yeah. What's the theme? Uh, 90s. 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 That's right. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. There's I'm no a way sucker you for my no. decade. You are. I know. You are. Um, you know what? This is going to be for Candy and Katie's new running adventure. Hey, thanks. For Candy's and I love Katie's. It. And also for Perky and Tooting. <laughs> Perky. I would like a screenshot of every different variation of that you Googled. And I am, I am not joking. I want that. So go pull it up. All right, kids, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. Amazing! Just my voice! I can't believe you really Googled that, though. And so, all of a sudden, Mrs. Weasley shouts, Arthur! And her hand is pressed over her heart. She's staring out the window, and lo and behold, Percy, holy moly, what's that? What did you? Teddy just, Teddy just, Teddy just had an fell. accident. He fell. <laughs> he fell Not and far. like landed on my my string for my headphones. So he like pulled him off my head. Cats may land on all four feet, but that does not mean they're graceful. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's your fault. Suck it up, no. Tiffany. <laughs> oh my god, you did this, Catherine. <laughs> Suck it up! Kiss my butt! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Bye, Swishers.